Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. Well, then, Henley, what are we going to do? We're totally lost in the wilderness. Sammy is not here. I don't turn it off. (laughs) They're not going to. Emily, stop it. We're really sorry. Sammy's not feeling well. She's going to be fine. She's recovering from COVID. (laughs) Just don't freak out, you guys. But when you're not feeling well... You gotta, you gotta listen to your body, and we, mm-hmm. as much as we hate when that's what has to happen now, we mm-hmm. respect the choice. We respect mm-hmm. everyone's health, and so Sammy will be back with us when she is in full form. And until then, we're gonna do our best to bring you the content you came for. <laughs> and Henley did anything <laughs> other than this moment right now. Scary happened to you this week. Okay, I need to tell you about my day yesterday. I would love for you to. So Tim and I were supposed to drive to New Canaan, Connecticut with his parents. And um, we're bringing Silas, obviously. What else are we doing? With our <laughs> you shouldn't leave baby? him behind. <laughs> Not leaving him behind. Um, we, Silas has had little bouts of, of car sickness in the past. Uh-oh. And there, you know, there's part of us that's been like, okay, he's car sick. He gets car sick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hoping for the best. We put him in the we put him in the car seat. We're driving. We're approximately 10 minutes down uh, the highway and he just he gets car sick oh, and no. there's nowhere for us to pull over. Mm. So it's like 10 minutes of him just like constantly getting sick. And it was so oh, no. miserable. It was so sad. It was so heartbreaking. He was so deeply upset. <laughs> and it was like, it was awful. It was awful. So finally, we like pull over in front of a high school and we like get him out. We clean up the car seat. We're like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, there's, he can't be in the car. Like he literally just can't be in the car. Yeah. So <sighs> Tim's parents took the car and they went to see their friends and Tim and I just walked to the train station and then took the train and then walked home and it took us all day. (laughs) It took us us all day. Like I'm not exaggerating. It was honestly an amazing day. We ended up having a great time. I mean, just the adrenaline and the drama of your child being like so violently ill and then like the relief of it being over Mm. was enough to power us for miles, for miles. (laughs) We walked like... We we took the we took the Hudson line, which is a gorgeous train to take. Wow. Then we walked through Inwood Park and we had two meals outside. 
Oh, I'm like picturing the three of you just like moving through the city and it's really cute. It was cute. It was cute. Having like a little day. We debated whether or not to bring the stroller because we were just going to someone's house and we were like, we won't need it. And then we did last minute. And I don't know what we would have done otherwise. We would have been screwed if we hadn't brought the stroller because he I don't know what to do. He's one years old. Their kids are not supposed to get car sick until they're over two. Like nothing online. There's no information online about what to do about a baby this young who gets car sick. Uh, Why don't they get car sick until they're two? What's up with that? First of all, is that even true? I don't know. That's what Google's telling me. I have not talked to my pediatrician about this, but I am not sure how to move forward because we need to Use the car and it's just getting worse. Yeah, sometimes you do. Uh, Oh, no. So that was my scary thing that happened this week. Wow. And it ended up being really great, actually. That's really sweet. I think that's really... That's I really am like the mental picture I have in my mental picture, which I know this isn't how it happened is um, because he's one years old. Uh, I pictured the three of you in a line with Silas in between <laughs> you holding each of your hands and like walking. And that will be the case for you guys at some point. And it'll be the Soon. cutest goddamn thing in the world. But anyway, it's really sweet. I'm like picturing you guys just like there's like a little it's a little montage. and You're like stopping for ice cream cones and you're like walking through. the park. I forgot the most important detail, which is that he was wearing your egg jumpsuit that you made for him. He was wearing it the whole day. I have pictures I'm going to send to you. I didn't want to reveal this before the the podcast. His egg outfit. Oh, God. That makes me so happy. Oh, my (laughs) God. I'm so happy. Okay. Well, this is great news. Emily, tell me, though. Tell me about your scary thing. What happened to you this week? Okay. So... This is such a stupid story, <laughs> but here we go, which is okay. So, so the, the, the final piece in our home that we had not figured out, me and Joel, is a bookshelf. Mm. We were like, really had plans for a bookshelf. Joel has so many books. And when we combined homes, it, we just like absolutely didn't have enough space for all, all, all of our combined books. So, we had really specific ideas about what this bookshelf would be. And we just like, we're able to put it on the back burner. And so finally a couple weeks ago, we were like, we're going to get a bookshelf. We're with this, like it's time, it's time to f- finish the living room to finish the home. And so we, we found some books. This is like 4th of July weekend around there. Cause we we're like, Oh, sales and stuff. And, then, and so we found this, these bookshelves we were like, great. Two bookshelves from the same company that we were going to put them both side by side. Great, great, great. The shelves come we get ready to build the shelves. We take them out of the box. I put together the frame first of the bookshelf and then you, you, you know, put the shelves on. So I build the frame. Great. Go to take the shelves and like, wait, they like, li- like they don't, they're too small for the frame. They like literally don't fit. <gasps> they're too the short frame. Oh and we God. look it up and this shelf comes in multiple sizes and they sent us the big frame with the small shelves. <gasps> like literally they just sent us the wrong parts. Oh so we're like, God. fuck, well, okay. That's so annoying. But we had ordered two. So we're like, well, let's, you know, this one obviously doesn't work, but let's try to build the other one and see what happens. So the other shelves were like, great. Those shelves are correct. We go to put them on and we're like, oh, there's no drill holes in these shelves to show you where to drill through the, the frame. We're like, well, that's kind of annoying, but we'll market ourselves. That's fine. So I'm like, okay, well, let me measure how far apart the things are and then I can measure it on the boards. And so I, I start measuring and I'm like, wait, that's weird. Every single shelf and on each side, the holes to put screws through are in different 
places. They're not <laughs> uniform, even side to side, let alone on every shelf. And so Joel and I are like losing our minds. We're like, what the fuck are we? This is crazy. So we're like, fuck it. We're not building like return the shelves. They have a 30 day return policy like this is not this is not worth it. We're not doing this. Repackage it up, which is also like so fucking annoying to like get everything back in and all the pieces and like tape it all back up. And we're like, done. Found another bookshelf, ordered it, had it delivered. It works. It's built. We're happy. Great. Great. Meanwhile, this company, they make you call to like get a return. So Joel keeps calling them. They would long story short, they were like, Oh, well, we need you to send us pictures in order for us to see what the issue is. And unfortunately, Stop the it. shelves, I was like, before we put them back in the box, the ones that were literally the wrong size, I told Joel, I was like, take a picture so they know. So we did have that one picture. But they were like, Oh, we're gonna need more pictures. Can you take them out of the box? And I was like, Stop no. it. No. Stop it. Like we're Stop first it. of all, we're returning them and we already repackaged them. Like you can inspect them when they are back in your warehouse because we're not keeping them. And they kept being like, okay, well, we'll have to wait and see. Made Joel call. We'll follow up with you. Never would follow having up. To call, having a call? Joel called like four times. What is this, the 90s? Ultimately, I know. Ultimately, they were like, okay, well, we we don't we only re- accept returns if the product is like damaged. And we're like, what? We let you know right away that it was not correct. You are Also, you sent us one that was literally wrong. So like, no. And they were like, well... We, we can find you can return them if you pay for shipping. OK, well, that's kind of standard. And Joel was like, OK, fine, whatever. Just to be like done with them. But these are two bookshelves. Yeah, it's so, so to ship them back was oh, like, right. $150 a shelf. And we're oh, like, right, 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 no. right, right, right. So we looked that up and I was like, absolutely. We are not paying them $300 to take these shelves back. This is insane. These shelves are are terribly made one of them we can't do anything with no like and so joel had called so many times and was getting so frustrated and i was like all right put me in coach i was like i it's so rare the moments in life where you get to go you get to like sort of be an asshole like you're like Mm. allowed to be a bit of an asshole and i was like i'm ready i'm like i won't absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely not absolutely not and i called them and it was really satisfying because I just I the line I used was this isn't going to end until you give you are giving me a return, a paid return shipping label. That's how this ends. Otherwise, like you're going to keep hearing from me. Like, I'm sorry. This is just this is the if you want this to end, this is how this ends. She's like, OK, one moment. I'm going to I'm going to talk to my manager. Oh, puts me on hold, comes back and said, "Okay, so sorry about that. We're going to give you a full refund and you don't have to even send them back. (laughs) But now we have two shelves. I'm like, they don't even they're shit. What do we do with them? But we just got our money back and we and it's over. And you didn't have to shift them back. But it lasted like two weeks. It was crazy. That's the type of thing that's like hanging over your head too. like you're like done with whatever you need to do for the day. And then you're like, right, I have these fucking shelves I need to deal with. (laughs) And it's like, I, you know, I I don't I didn't want them to not work because then it's like, well, this is waste in the earth because now there's these shell like so we're going to try. Now we still have to figure out, like, can we donate them and like tell whoever we donate them to like they're kind of wrong. But like maybe I don't know. 
if anybody has ideas about what to do with these fucking shelves, I would love to know. Well, one idea is there's a company called EcoSet in Los Angeles, which is really great. And they recycle. They usually work with sets and commercials and stuff, but they'll take anything like that if and they re- and they recycle it. OK, amazing. Okay, should we talk about this goddamn yeah, movie? I think we fucking, should. What are like? What are we doing? Do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, when the reviews complain about us talking too much, this is what they mean. Um, okay, we are doing a very exciting movie this week that I saw, which is <gasps> wild. It's a new release. It's hot. People are talking about it. We're talking about it. It's nope. It is the latest release from Jordan Peele. It is written. And directed by Jordan Peele. It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yun, Michael Wincott, Brandon Perea, Ren Schmidt, Barbie Ferreira, Keith David. And it's in theaters now. So if you want to see it, you got to get to the freaking movie theater. And we are joined this week. We are so excited to have a guest for this movie from the podcast Leaving the Theater, Ronald Young Jr., Welcome to the podcast. Woo! Thank you hello, so much hello. for Hello, hello, Emily. Here. Hello, Henley. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm not a longtime listener, but I'm a new listener and I am a lifelong listener. I will definitely <gasps> oh. be on this show for a while. I really appreciate. I think what y'all do is a service, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank <being>. you. <laughs> it started yeah. as a service just for me and Henley. So the fact <laughs> that um, that anybody else is able to enjoy it is, is a real treat and. And before we get into it, so excited to chat with you about scary movies, about this movie. But did anything scary happen to you this week? Uh, yes. One scary thing did happen. Oh, no. So unfortunately, um, at my church, uh, the my pastor's wife died, which was very oh. sad. Uh, I'd known her for a long time. It was yeah. very sad. And, uh, you know, the church is kind of in grieving and all that mm. about it. And early in the week and, you know, we were, there was going to be a big funeral um, and it was this past Friday and Saturday. And we there was a wake on Friday and a funeral on Saturday earlier in the week on Monday. I talked to my mom and my father's the assistant pastor of the church. I talked oh. to my mom and she says to me, uh, son, uh, the uniform for uh, the funeral is ladies all have to wear white and we're going to have these red corsages. But I don't want to pin one on me. And you always get me these wrist corsages for mother day because I'm a perfect son. Uh, she, <laughs> says, she says, can you get me another one for, uh, can you get me one uh, for this, for this event? I was like, absolutely. No problem. I'm the perfect like, son. Order, I'm the perfect <laughs> what do you need? Son. I'll order it tomorrow. Tuesday, I remember, oh yeah, I got to order that cassage. I'll do it in a bit. I don't do it. Wednesday, <laughs> I got to order that cassage. Got to oh. get it in a bit. I don't do it. Thursday, Friday. Don't order it at all. It is Friday oh. night. I'm, uh, and I'm, I, I'm supposed to be my mom at the wake. So I go up there. My mom doesn't go to the wake that day. She wasn't feeling so well. So she doesn't go to the wake. And so she sends me a text. And the text. Oh, no. <laughs> the text says in very mom fashion. Did you change your mind about the croissant? <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, right. Like so, and, I, and I'm so, driving home, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot." Uh, and I don't want to, and you don't want to say like, "I forgot" to your mom because you know that's about to be like, "Oh, oh no, that's okay, no trouble." I know you're busy. Guilt, 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 guilt. And I'm like, "Nah, nah, you're not gonna get <laughs> Did me." Did you change so. your mind? Classic. Yeah. That's a that's a pro move. Right that's there. fucking that pro. <laughs> yeah, it's like NBA level. So I'm, I immediately get on the website of the flower company. It's like 9 p.m. I look at the flower company. They open at 8 a.m. the next day. The funeral is at 10 a.m. <gasps> and, and about, it's about 30 minutes from where I am. So I'm like, okay. 
It's go time. Here we go. Yeah. So I show up there at eight. There's nobody in the office. And I little do I know this because they're all in the back. I get there. I talk in the back and I'm like, look, this is an emergency. I need y'all to make me a wrist corsage. Can y'all do this? And they're literally like, yeah, no sweat. They make it for me about 10 to 15 minutes. I drive it up to my mom and we disaster averted. It was like you knew all along. It was like you were just bringing in it right in the nick of time on purpose. It was always exactly. part of the plan. Exactly. She doesn't know any of this, but she better she will not now. listen. She listens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow oh yeah. that moment of that oh when you get a text like that especially from from a, a mom specifically yeah. you're like oh no i'm about to fail i'm about to fail <laughs> and that just never goes away does it we never outgrow that one <laughs> no, we really <laughs> don't we really don't oh man ronald how do you feel about scary movies do you like them okay so i am not a fan of scary movies. Okay. Great. I don't, Great. Yeah, well, I don't you're in my anything. camp. You can be yeah. in camp Scaredy Cat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you, do you have uh, any kind of like defining moments when you like first watched a horror movie and you're like, nope, this isn't for me? Oh, I mean, it was basically anything that was a jump scare when mm-hmm. I was a kid. There was a there was a TV series or a movie, a television movie called Alien Nation as kids. And oh. it was, I mean, as and it used to come on the tele- network television. You can Google this. I'm not making this up. It's called Alien Nation. <laughs> Everybody was bald and they have spots on their heads. <gasps> and I used to have nightmares about it so much so that when the commercial would come on. My mom would be like, change the channel that scares the boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And this is why we get her the corsage. Yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. She, yes. she did a service. So, yeah, that was probably when it started. But I was going to say the way I came across your podcast was Ooh. I was so afraid of uh, of of scary movies, but I was intrigued because I still wanted to know what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't be yeah. left out. Exactly. So the elementary school, uh, middle school, high school, people would just recite scary movies to me. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds terrifying. And the way they <laughs> recite them is always way scarier than the film. Right. And then when I got to um, college, I found this, uh, I found a website called themoviespoiler.com. And I would <laughs> read through all of the scary movies on there. They were terrifying. And then I got Wikipedia and then Yo. I found your podcast. And your <laughs> podcast was like the natural progression. I'm like, oh, I just need someone to tell me what happened. I don't want to be in there. I don't want to experience the fear firsthand. I'm, I, it's so <laughs> great to me. I feel like it, we're united. <laughs> we are Absolutely. the same kinds of people. <laughs> what is I'm like so curious about the psychology of people like us. <laughs> it's like, why do we have it's like you'd think if you don't like it, you won't want to know. But I yeah. have to know. We're so curious. We're deeply curious. And I it's know. very satisfying when you do know, except then it haunts you still. I mean, it, that's yeah. how it is for me. I like can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, it's Damn true. It. a couple times it's worked too well. Your, yeah. your explanations have worked too well. <laughs> exactly. Well, then I, that leads me to this movie, which mm-hmm. I mean, it's it it. We'll talk about how scary we feel it was, but it's certainly like this is a horror movie. This is you had to see it in theaters in order to see it. So what makes that okay for you (laughs) for this movie as someone who doesn't like scary movies? I think Jordan Peele is Jordan Peele. He has three movies and they're all air quotes horror, but they're really thrillers. And I'm a big fan of thrillers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big fan of thrillers and this type of thriller to be, to be exact. And I mean, of the three movies, I think this is his least scary. Which I think so too. Should give you a shot, Henley, uh, to see okay. it before it goes out of theaters. But yeah. I, I will say, 
I, 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 I talked to my friend Nick when we reviewed this for uh, leaving the theater. I remember we both said the same thing. We're like, we don't do scary movies, but for Jordan Peele, we'll do scary movies. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because we know he's going to do a good job and he's going to tell you something. He's going to just tell you a good story. That's also scary. So, yeah. And and I love that, too. I, I saw Get Out and I really enjoyed it. And I've seen it twice now. And I nice. and we did a bonus episode where Sammy showed me clips from scary movies and she did a clip from us and it made me want to see it. It was like the yeah. dancing scene at the end. Ooh. And I was like on the edge of my seat and I was like, wait that was just a clip like hold on let's keep watching i want to see more yeah. so i'm yeah. really curious about this one i love everything jordan peele has has ever made including key and peele he's such a good filmmaker yeah i agree i really didn't find this one very scary at all i mean there's definitely horror elements but it's really a fun time i i want to see it again as we mentioned ronald you've seen it twice and i'm like i need I, it requires a second viewing i feel so i will definitely be seeing it again to get into I'll I'll give us a little bit of trivia about this movie Mm -hmm. so it just released on July 22nd 2022 so it's about a week a little over a week since it's been in theaters it has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes a 77% on Metacritic and a 7.5 on IMDb so pretty Pretty high that's pretty high it's I don't think it's as high as us Definitely not as high as Get Out, but that, I mean, Get Out's a, a perfect movie. That might change. It's also so soon. It might change. And I, I disagree. I disagree. I think it's, I, I don't know. I really should like be but 10 out of 10 perfect. Well, <laughs> it's not Paddington 2, so let's, you know, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, the budget was $68 million. The box office so far is $80.6 million. So they've already they've already made it back. Great. They'll keep going. Great. And then, yeah, so, so some trivia about this movie. It is the first horror film in history to be filmed with IMAX cameras. How cool is that? Wasn't it well done? Uh, <laughs> what wow. a great choice. What a Dude, great oh choice. Oh my God. It looks, I saw it in IMAX too. It lo- I th- it's just like IMAX cameras. They just capture more. They, they capture, capture more. more and in more. Yeah. They're it's the like most a, moviest of all the movie cameras. They're the most moviest, <laughs> which yeah, especially when it comes down to like this movie and the point it's trying to make is like, of course you, he had to film it on IMAX cameras. Yeah. It looks so good. I definitely recommend seeing an IMAX if you're going to see it, if you can, it was a very, very cool um, visual experience. Also, it just feels like Jordan Peele has done so much to like bring horror to popularity. He both like elevates it and makes it mainstream. He kind of does both. Totally. Which is yeah. so impressive. Yeah. He, okay. So more, more trivia. Um, <laughs> Kiki Palmer, who everyone is, everyone in this movie is incredible. Also, the performances are so good. Kiki Palmer outstanding her introductory scene um in which her character name is emerald in which emerald delivers her energetic and fast-talking monologue about her family history took 14 takes to shoot and jordan peele described each one as very wildly different (gasps) which is really fun to i'm sure that's true that she just was like all right trying something new i want to see a super cut of that that sounds fascinating i'd watch that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Steven Yun. His character has a large pair of metal scissors on his desk, which are the same scissors from us. Love that. Love that. We got a casting what if, which we love to see. One of the lead roles was offered. uh, It's it it must have been Steven Yun's role um, was offered to Jesse Plemons, which would have been interesting. Um, But he had scheduling conflicts, so he could not do it. I think the right choice was made here. I think the right Mm. choice was made. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Peele cites King Kong, Jurassic Park, 
Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Signs, and The Wizard of Oz as the main influences on this film. You know, Emily, I'm surprised he didn't say Jaws because Jaws was what I thought it was going to be on the whole time. I was like, it felt like Jaws felt like, but I mean, okay. 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 Oh man. God, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, (laughs) It's, it's a great time. Uh, And the quote seen at the beginning of the film and here is, I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle. Um, It's from the book of Nahum. 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 Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. In the Bible's old Testament. In it, the prophet Nahum tells a story of how a city was marked for destruction by God in 40 days because of the wickedness of its people. Mm -hmm. And God promises to make spectacles of them just as they made spectacles of their own sin until Jonah convinces them to repent. Damn, the Old Testament God is fucking nuts, you guys. He goes ham. (laughs) He goes hard. <laughs> and there, it's just a funny little thing is that when the first trailer was released, uh, there was a, a bunch of fan theories that were like, "Oh, it's 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 an alien movie because Nope is an acronym for um, not of planet Earth." And Jordan Peele's like, "No, that's not that's not what this is." <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this very cool, I think, particularly for our podcast. He said the title speaks to the idea of the audience reacting to what they're thinking and feeling in the theater. When you tell people it's a scary movie, a lot of the time they say, "Nope." So I want to acknowledge those people with the title and bring them in. This is about the person who thinks they don't love the horror movie to show them that maybe they do. That's me. Oh, my God. Jordan Peele's talking about me. (laughs) This is going to really be fun to talk about. I will say it's a new release, so we may not get it perfect. We're going to do our freaking best. But what we had to do is watch the trailer. Let's do it. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, we had skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Oh, man, they made me want to watch it again right now. Holy shit. Kiki Palmer is God, she's incredible, she man. In more she will be. Oh, yeah. She's 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 lined up. Yeah. She's yeah. going to be like You're ready. S- <laughs> such a fucking force. Yeah. She's, in a year, you might be saying I'm sick of Kiki Palmer. I'm sick of her. She's ever she's ever she's everywhere. That's yeah. what happens. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, too. Oh, my God. He is yeah, so crushed it oh, he's so incredible i can't wait to hear about this you guys I'm it's so one excited. of those movies too where like the more i think about it the more i like it the more i want to see it again the more like so it's really fun to revisit yeah in the even time since i saw it two days a day and a half ago i'm like oh yeah oh okay cool cool, cool. yeah like it's just anyway wow henley are you ready 
I'm freaking ready. Ronald, are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Hold on. I lost my notes. Give me one second. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. There Pull those bad boys out. All right. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ronald, take it away. I am here if you need me. Okay, cool. So... The movie opens with that title card scene that Emily mentioned earlier with uh, the Nahum 3-6 quote, which as a reminder, it says, I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle, which immediately sets the mood. Uh, watching Jesus, that. It's yeah. such an intense <laughs> quote. It's like the most intense quote from the yeah. Bible. It feels like, why isn't that quoted more? Honestly, it's, you know, it's funny because I feel like people, when you mind the Bible, you could find quotes like that, but they're always in the Old Testament, like we mm -hmm. said. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, so once the title card goes down, we all of a sudden we hear what sounds like a sitcom being talked. And this is over over top of the production card. So as all the production companies are being shown, you hear uh, a sitcom-y vibe coming kind of on the background. You're a live audience and you hear people reciting their lines. And it's definitely a 90s sitcom. You can mm -hmm. tell from the way that they're interacting with each, with each other. It sounds like a birthday party scene. Mm -hmm. And all the characters in the scene are talking to someone, something. It sounds like they're talking to an animal. And you could kind of make out that it's a chimp. Then oh. all of a sudden... 
you hear like a pop sound and the chimp just you hear the chimp start going crazy and all the people are interacting like, oh, no, oh, no, stop. No, oh no. Oh, my God, no. And then it cuts to the actual set of the show and it cuts in on a shot of what looks like a shoe. Well, well, it is a shoe. It comes to a shot of a shoe that is up facing out with the laces out towards us up on its heel like this with a single drop of blood on it. So it's facing out towards us. And you're Holy like, Yo, what's going on with that shoe? It's a tight shot. And it starts coming as it starts getting wider and wider. You see a pair of feet on the ground oh and God. you see that there's mess everywhere. There's a, there's something going there. Like people are hiding and you could see in the background in the audience, you see people are hiding behind their chairs, something going on. We can hear the chimp rummaging around in the other room and it seems like the shot of this is coming from under a table so we feel like we're hiding and we see the chimp walk in the chimp walks into the room went to the living room set and it's all bloody it's got blood on his shirt it's all like kind of like aimlessly running around it comes in yeah it looked like yeah it's like blood it's like gruesome so it, it comes in and it's kind of facing away from the camera and it's standing next to the to the love seat or the uh sorry to the living room chair and it kind of is like standing there looking off in the distance and then in one motion it turns towards the camera and we oh can god. see that it sees us oh my god oh my god oh my god and then that, that's it it goes black <laughs> <laughs> So we're already like, yo, what's going on? It's a, it's a wild start. In, in my yes. theater, people were like, what? Like, you could feel, everyone was like, what just happened? Like, yo, I thought we were going to be somewhere else. Yeah, um, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. So then we go, now all of a sudden we're on a horse ranch. And we're on this horse ranch and it's starting pretty lazily. And you see all the things that happen on a horse ranch where they start. They wet the ground for some reason. I'm sure a horse person can tell us why. <laughs> but they like they they wet the ground, and mm-hmm. you see uh, OJ Otis Jr. played by Daniel Kaluuya. He's walking around the ranch and he's doing horse chores. And uh, <laughs> you know he um, goes and he starts the horse walker, which is important. He attaches the horse to what looks like a carousel, mm-hmm. and it walks the horses around in a circle, and. As he's walking out of there, he just turns it on. As he's walking out of the horse carousel, he walks next to what's called the arena. And it's this big, wide open space for them to train and walk around and run the horses and all that. And in there, he sees another older fella, Keith David, who is his father, mm-hmm. Otis, uh, who's playing Otis Sr., his father. And he's kind of talking to him generally about their next opportunity. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, you know, this next one, if we get this one, we might get the sequel. And it's kind of revealed as the movie goes on that they are they are horse trainers and that they're participating in some upcoming thing. And if they do well, they'll be in the next thing. It'll keep feeding the family. And he says to Otis, he says, all you need to do is make sure you execute. And Otis is like, yeah, OK, whatever, dad, you know, just kind of like says, OK and moves on and as he starts uh he's about to walk away and all of a sudden you hear the carousel stop (gasps) and otis senior says and you kind of hear it power down and otis senior says oj i thought you were gonna fix that thing man you need to get on it and uh oj says i'll take a look at it starts walking towards the house and all of a sudden he looks up and he hears things start falling out of the sky just like yeah the sound design is incredible in this movie the sound is so good Fantastic. And so he, you see these things falling out of the sky and he kind of looks back at his dad and he looks up and the camera's focused on, uh, on OJ. Then all of a sudden, when it looks back, the camera gives us a shot of dad again. And when it looks back at Otis, he slumped down over, he slumped over his horse because he had gotten on the horse. He slumped over his horse kind of. Oh, no. And 
Oh, and just so we know, the name of it's a white horse, and the name of this host, horse is Ghost, which will be important later. Okay. So, uh, Ghost kind of walks forward outside of the horse arena, facing in one direction. It looks like it's going somewhere, and Otis Senior falls off the horse. Oh shit! And so he falls down. The next scene, we cut to them in a truck, and Otis OJ is driving fast, and mm-hmm. Otis Senior is like is hunched up against the window, and you could kind of gives us a little shot, and he's kind of bleeding out of his face, and mm-hmm. he's reciting the names of his horses and it's because OJ wants to keep him awake he doesn't want to go to sleep and OJ and Daniel Kaluuya plays it so well he's like come on come on come on he's like no no, no come on what else what else and he's like oh. being firm but not like overly but he like doesn't want him to fall asleep because he knows yeah. he has a, a traumatic head injury oh, and shit. then it it cuts to the next scene of them in the hospital and OJ sitting in a chair and the body of his father is mm. on the slab and then it cuts to a gruesome up close shot of Otis's face and we see there's an entry wound that looks like a slot in his eye and it's a big scar on his face and his left eye you could just see the pupil a little bit and it's facing upwards oh shit and, and it's like a close up and then hold, he holds us there Jordan he does not, yeah <laughs> oh, my oh my god yeah, it was like, and you know what's funny? It it was gruesome. It's not the most gruesome thing I've ever seen, and it it was one of those things where you see it and you like are examining it. You're like, first you I look know. away and you're like, Ugh. you you're could like, Ugh, you happened? could close your eyes, but you're, but I I didn't. I was like, what's happening here? Yes. <laughs> like it is. Oh yes, because he's he's like uncomfortable. Is he dead? Or is he unconscious? He's dead. dead. There's something there's something about him not like actively suffering that makes it somehow easier to tolerate in a way. I don't know. I think so, too. Yeah. And uh, but and and so immediately after the scene, it cuts to an X-ray of his head and you see that there's a it shows the front and the sign and you see the front shows the entry rune and the side shows the entry rune. You see a small circle inside his skull and then it cuts to a evidence bag that has a nickel inside of it. And OJ has the nickel with him. He's holding it with him. So OJ uh, is like, you know, just had this traumatic event. He drives back to his ranch and he pulls up on Ghost, who's out in the yard. He had left him in the yard when he took his father to go uh, to go to the hospital. And it zooms in on Ghost's hindquarters. And there's a key lodged into his hindquarters, like sitting upright. And then after that, it's the nope title card. <gasps> what? Okay, so okay, so so a nickel and a key like flew through the sky. We have no yes. reason why. No reason. Among why. other things, like a yeah. other like a bunch of things, kind of like yeah. fell out of the sky. Okay, okay, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're we're in the movie. We're in the oh movie. my god, this is amazing! Us. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so it goes to six months later. And OJ uh, and, you know, they did actually a very good job of this because they kind of show OJ when he's with his father and he's wearing lighter colors. And when mm. after this six months later and for the rest of the movie, he wears darker colors. His hair is a little more bushy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like you could tell that he's been in a bit of mourning, losing yeah. his father and also stressed about running the ranch, which is kind of manifested in this scene because he's there on set. And he's it's it's the the scene that's in the credits where he's standing there with a black horse. This horse's name is Lucky. So he's there with a black horse standing it's like on a commercial this, set. Yeah. With the with the green scene set. And it's kind of like a Patsy Klein type comes out, an older Patsy Klein, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, comes out because she's about to do this commercial. And you can tell, I think the most important thing about the scene is you could tell that OJ is very uncomfortable with interactions in which he has to be selling uh selling the services of his farms. Yeah. 
And so he's there and the AD comes up to him and says, hey, can you know, uh, are you ready? Like, is there anything else we need to do? And, you know, he's kind of saying, you know, don't look the horse in the eye, stay away from the back of the horse. And he's kind of trying to, like, manage the actual care of the animal. But you can tell he's waiting on someone to come do the talking for him. And so he's kind of getting a little more concerned. You could kind of sense it. And this is where I said he did such a good job performing this because he performs anxiety so well. He really does. <laughs> Without, like, saying anything, he's just sort of like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think that's what gets me because you could see it in his body, like mm. not in his word, but you could see he's like, I don't want to be doing this. So the AD says, Hey, we're gonna have a quick safety meeting. He's like, Okay, and he kind of starts saying, He's like, Hey, you know, I'm from Hollywood, <laughs> hey, with horses, and he's like real nervous. And at that moment, we hear a door open and running into the room comes his sister, Emerald, played by Kiki Palmer. And oh, yeah. let me tell you, this scene was just a breath of fresh air because she comes in with so much energy. She's late and she's like, sorry. She says sorry to OJ. You could tell they have a relationship. You could see the relief in OJ's face. And she immediately goes into that spiel that you've seen in the trailer where she says we're from Hollywood Haywood Horses. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for years. First black man was our grandfather on the horse. And she goes into this whole spiel, tells everybody what they need to do to stay away from the horse. She also ends by saying, hey, I'm also a singer, dancer. I do a little singing. Oh my god, it's so funny. She's like, yeah, uh, I can. I you know whatever you need, stunt motorcycles. I make a great grilled cheese if you're looking for crafty. She's just like selling herself in every possible way. It's very yes. like she and OJ are polar opposites. Yes, and and I think uh, one thing to note is that this this movie does a very good job of of illustrating their relationship and that they love each other. These aren't people that are estranged or mm -hmm. anything like that. They are very different, but they are ride or die for one another. Um, yeah, they're, Which, it's such a good sibling relationship. Yeah, I think it's one of the better ones I've seen depicted uh, on screen. So mm -hmm. she yeah. goes through the whole spiel and then she kind of walks off to go talk to someone at craft services. While she's doing that, all the anxiety returns to OJ. <laughs> he asks the AD if we could take a little break. He keeps telling them not to look the horse in the eye. People are just like uh, crowding the horse in a way that's like, what the fuck? Are this movie, too. Horses are so scary. Yes. My sister's going to hate listening to this. My sister rides horses and, and trains horses and loves horses. And I, horses are great. But their energy, because they're so big and strong and powerful and so skittish, like the the movie does such a good job of just like anytime a horse is on screen, you're a little bit unnerved because yes. they're a little bit unnerved. And so you're yes. just so aware of like... What is this horse going to do? I, I don't know. It's just like really it makes you so anxious and you should be. Absolutely. You should be anxious. Absolutely. And so uh, <laughs> they're there. And and as they what happens, a prop master comes up. And for some reason, Lucky catches a reflection of himself in a mirror. And when that happens, he kicks out behind him, <gasps> knocks the makeup person's bag out of their hands and spooks everybody on set. And it kind of cuts to the next scene of Daniel Kaluuya washing his hands in the trailer and mm -hmm. then having a conversation with the producer of the movie who just says, hey, you know, this just isn't the set. We'll work with y'all in the future. This just isn't the move right now. You know, sorry. Oh, uh, no. like, like, oh, like, not right no. now. Oh, and we overhear a little earlier, too, when when uh, Daniel Kaluuya is with the uh, OJs with with Lucky on set that someone's like, where what happened to the older guy? Like, who yeah. is this kid? And they're like, oh, you didn't hear he died. A, bu uh, a bunch of random stuff fell out of a plane. Um, and killed him. And so that's our explanation for how his father died. Okay. Uh, and what's also important is uh, at some point during this, the director of this uh, commercial is a man named, uh, I have it 
Do you have it, Emily? Is this Antler's Holst? Yes, Antler's Holst. <laughs> He's the, um, yeah, the cinematographer. And then, like, it's a big deal if they have and They make a moment of being like, we've got, and he's, like, really gruff and grumpy. And it's sort of like. <laughs> yeah. He has a very, like, gruff, like, <laughs> voice. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> so, but we, we, we kind of meet him and, you know, you kind of forget about him in a, in a second. Okay. Um, but. Keep follow them in the back of your mind, Henley. Just I can't. Like, I can't listen. forget the name Ant- Antler. Is it Antler? Ant- Antlers. Antlers. Holst is his yeah, Antlers. Antlers. Holst. That's a bold name. So Emerald and OJ get into their car and they head to drive back to their ranch. And as they're driving back, they're kind of chit chatting with each other. And Emerald says to OJ, you know, I'm going to stay with you. You know, I got to handle some business, whatever. Just kind of a just basically say, I'm going to stay at the ranch with you. OJ's mm-hmm. like, that's fine. And there's like an exchange between them in which she says, yo, can I have the fun OJ, not the serious OJ? <laughs> and he's like, they're you know, just very brother, ser- uh, brother, sister stuff. That's and great. they. And they leave the set and on their way home, they stop by a very small theme park called Jupiter's. Jupiter's Claim. Thank you. Jupiter's Claim. It's like a little gold rush town. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and this is basically next. They can see this property from their house. This is important. Mm. It's very far and in the distance, but they can see parts of it from their house. Because they live. So this isn't they're in Agua Dulce, California, mm-hmm. which is like rocks and wide open, like very deserty. So like you have a good vantage point from where because there's like nothing around really it's like their ranch this theme park not a lot else oh theme parks are so scary i mean especially a small one good god terrifying this one's this one's it is okay you know what it becomes scary later it becomes scary (laughs) and we see like they're walking through and and as they're going they're like clearly heading to go meet talk to someone like oh just like i have to conduct some business we see kiki palmer like just sort of her energy is just very different and she's like having fun and looking at the theme park and walks over and there's like some kids standing around a well and she like comes up to the well and looks like what are they looking for and then a flash goes off and she realizes it's like a little photo booth and she got in their photo and was like oh sorry guys (laughs) photo bomb so uh we see that they're walking in and he's kind of chit-chatting with uh, with emerald and he says hey you know we got to talk to them about selling these horses because it turns out that in order to make money they've been selling ho- horses to the owner of this place jupiter oh. they call him jupe they've been selling horses uh to this guy and when they've been selling them uh, they've been selling them to them they buy them back so it's kind of like a horse pawn shop almost or, or his plan is to buy them back he yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. buy them back but he has to sell them until they like for now cuz they don't, he's not you know the business is not doing well Exactly. So we see them. He drops off. You see him take drop lucky off in a stable and then he walks uh, to the back. And as he's walking up the steps to go into the office, he turns to the emerald and says, hey, I want it basically says, I want to go talk to this guy by myself. Wait out here while I'm in there discussing business. And, and Emerald says, "Nah, I'm coming in there yeah, with you. And she's he goes, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And so he says back to her, he was like, nah, you ain't going. She was like, what are you talking about? How am I going to hurt the business? Because he's basically saying she's going to hurt the business by going in and he says, you're going to come in there and talk about, oh, I act and I sing and I do my craft <laughs> services and all that. And so it's, it's kind of a, it's a, I thought the exchange was funny, but you can tell between them, it's just, they're having a tense moment. There's grief there. There's probably light resentment for, I got to take care of the ranch. You're out here doing your thing. And so he walks into the office. Um, he meets with, uh, with this guy named Ricky uh, and they call him Jupe. 
Uh, and I think it's mm-hmm. because Jupiter's claim, but they mm-hmm. made him and his name is Ricky and he's in there and he, he starts talking with them. And Ricky's office is kind of like a little bit of a, uh, of a museum to all of the things that Ricky has done. He was a child actor. Yeah, exactly. We find out that he's a child actor and Kiki Palmer's asking questions like, tell me about this. Tell me about that. And then they point, she points, she looks at a mad TV, a mad magazine, uh, cover that is on his wall and it's of a chimp. At a birthday party with uh with a mess all around him. Oh shit! So us as the viewers, we're like, oh wait a minute, what's going on? And Emerald says, "What was this about?" And while uh OJ is trying to negotiate the sale of horses back and forth, and he's actually getting frustrated because Emerald keeps asking questions and he's trying to uh, discuss business. But basically, uh Ricky is more than happy to take them back into a secret room that he normally charges for, and he opens the room and there's all of these little mementos from this television show that he was on and what is it Gordy's home yes Gordy's home and the name the name of the television show is Gordy's home the first thing that we see when we when they walk into that room is that same shoe upright but it's encased in like a a, 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 like a see-through case that you can like see in and all that and so they're walking around the room. They're looking at all this stuff. And Ricky's kind of explaining it. What happened? He's like, yeah, you know, it was kind of. And and uh, Emerald asks him what happened. And it, this is I love this scene because oh my God, it's, it's so good. rather than telling them what happens, uh, he describes an SNL sketch to them. And he goes, yeah, you know, they actually did it on SNL. And basically what happens was there's this Chris Kattan is uh, playing a monkey. <laughs> and every time he hears about the jungle, he starts freaking out. So he's like, SNL pretty much nailed it. And it's Kattan and Kattan's crushing it. Oh, <laughs> you know, classic Kattan. He just like won't tell them the story, but it's just like, God, Kattan's so funny in that, in that sketch. Yes. But, but mm. while he's telling the story, they are showing us flashbacks of this scene and it flashes back to us, a young Steven Yoon, young Ricky underneath the table with blood on his face and he's oh. breathing really hard. Oh, and it's such a cute little kid. So he's so been cute. like this like deep trauma. This is something deep that he experienced. Trauma. Extremely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, subterranean. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's down there. <laughs> yeah. And he's dealing with it in a very interesting way of having yep. a secret little museum in his office. More interesting yep. than you think, Henley, but we'll get there. Oof. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he says that, and it's very funny because when he comes out of the flashback, he kind of is like, yeah, you should watch SNL, it's on there. And Kiki Palmer, I mean, Emerald says, she delivers this so well. She goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up on YouTube, you know, to get the details, which... <laughs> out to us that he told her literally nothing yeah. and she's like she recognizes that um yeah. kind of immediately so they they uh they leave the uh they leave the park and they head back to their ranch and while they're back on the ranch he's talking to emerald and he mentions uh the biggest offer they have is the offer to buy the ranch outright from jupiter for uh x amount of dollars and they're about to go their separate ways she's staying at a trailer on the grounds and he's staying in the house and as he's uh walking she kind of is like hey man you want to hang out let's get to daddy's liquor cabinet and he mentions that there's some uh there's some weed at the house and they you know she she goes oh that's all you had to say so they run into the house and they're inside and they're kind of talking they're drinking they're hanging out and you can tell they like they they again the energy differences between them is you have high energy emerald and you kind of have like low like you know taking care of business oj but it works together 
of them going mm. back and forth. While they're in there, Emerald tells a story about a horse that she was supposed to own that was uh, named Jean Jacket that she was supposed to train. And she woke up one morning and she said she looked out the window and saw that Otis Sr. and Otis Jr. were training her horse that she mm. named jean jacket and it turned out she was like yeah he was supposed to be in some western so i didn't get the horse y'all are out there training my horse daddy wouldn't look at me but you did though and it shows him as a kid turning to the window that she's looking out Mm. of the in present time it shows him in the past turning to her and pointing to his eyes with two fingers and pointing to her with two fingers which i'm only describing because this is audio but you see what i'm doing it's a very uh, (laughs) i see you uh kind of motion with the hands and she says oh but you did though and it was it was very like a touching moment uh, that they were having. But he corrects her and says it wasn't a Western. It was actually Scorpion King. And they ended up using camels anyway, which is, again, file that away next to Antler's Holst, because okay. you might see that, <laughs> might see that. that again that. later. <laughs> got it, so got it. Uh, while they're chit chatting, all of a sudden she looks out the window and she says uh, she goes, why is ghost in the arena? <gasps> Uh-oh. And it's dark. This is night. This dark. And all of a sudden we see a title card on the screen and it says ghost. OK, we, <laughs> we cut to the arena. It's full dark. Ghost is standing in the arena as OJ's walking out there. Emerald's like OJ's taking care of it. She cranks on the music. She starts dancing. OJ goes out and he looks over and he sees that the lights are on at uh at Jupiter's claim uh, amusement park. You can sort of hear over the loudspeaker there that like some th- someone's speaking over the loudspeaker at Jupiter's yeah. claim. Basically, a ghost runs out into the pasture all the way down near the lights. Okay. And you, we still hear like a ooh, like a like a hum overhead. Yeah. And you look down at the park and you could see uh, OJ standing there holding the horse because he he drove down to find his horse with the little like, you know, those little drive around your ranch vehicles like a golf cart or small, you know. Yeah. I, I'm spending way little, too little much ranch, time. Ranch cart. <laughs> <laughs> a ranch cart. <laughs> a ranch cart. So he drives down there. He's holding the horse, uh, holding the horse by the thing that the horse, you know, we probably could have used your sister because I'm going to mess up a I lot know. of horse. Um, um, what is that? What is that? Uh, rain? Yeah. The bridle reins. Reins. Yes. Rains? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so you stand there holding the horse by the reins and you hear a voice saying, Every Friday night for the last X amount of time it was, we have been here and you kind of you just hear that portion. That's all you hear. Then at one point you see the lights go off. The power starts to go out over the entire um, like you just notice that the yeah, whole like, area, like you start the whole seeing, area yeah. and okay. the power goes out. You see um, you see Emerald dancing inside the house and you see the power go out okay. again. And then she looks around like what just happened? And. Uh, OJ brings it. He looks around. They all see that it's weird. He notices something happens. You see that OJ sees something fly overhead, but oh, no. he doesn't know exactly what it is. Ghost runs away out of view and we hear Ghost screaming. Oh, my God. The horse screams. <gasps> Ooh, what a what does that even sound Whoa. like? I don't even, I can't even imagine what oh, that is. Oh, it's, it's not really, good. I didn't know that good. horses screamed. That's it's, news yeah, you to don't, me. You don't want to know. <laughs> you the sa- yeah, it's really chilling. Yeah, it's and so OJ goes back to the house and he's talking to Emerald and he says, uh, have you ever is there a word? Have you ever heard of a bad miracle? Is there a word for that? <gasps> yes, that was in the trailer. Yeah. So and it's good. like they're having this conversation and basically they come to the conclusion and, and it's a kind of like a mini montage. They're talking in the car and then they're walking through Fry's electronics store and they're like, you know what? Let's get the shot because we saw something flying. 
Let's try to get the best shot we can. And there's like a funny exchange about Oprah, which is very funny. Uh, <laughs> and they say, let's get the best shot we can. So they buy all these cameras. And as they're buying the cameras, they're being rung up by Brandon Perea, a.k.a. Angel. He's so good. Basically, Angel's like, you guys aren't going to be able to set this up yourselves. Um, you guys need help, whatever. And it cuts to the next scene and Angel's on the ranch and he's helping them set up the video equipment where he mm. then reveals that he just got out, out, gotten out of a relationship. <laughs> Okay. In a very, in a very funny way. Because uh, yeah, he was like really surly with them at the when he was checking like checking them out. And I was like, you're not gonna be able to install this stuff. Uh and also she's like really, really surly. And then he gets to the ranch next day and he's like, sorry if I seemed off. Like they're, they're strangers. He's like, I probably seemed off yesterday. I'm going through a breakup. And then he's like this totally different guy. It's really he's really, really funny. He does such a good job. <laughs> so they, they're setting up all the cameras and while they're setting up the cameras, Emerald goes off and uh, she steals a decoy horse from Jupiter's claim. And her whole idea is to put it on their farm so that it's just sitting there. And if anything, if one of the if whatever's taking the horses sees it, they'll take that instead of the horses. And it's important to note that attached to the horse is a string of flags like the flags that we've seen. If you've been around since the 90s on used car lots. Yes, yes, absolutely. Blue, black and yellow and all different colors. Mm -hmm. And so it's attached. So she lays that out. And while they're laying it out. Jupiter drives over, sees that they've stolen his horse and kind of like lets it slide, but mentions that they're starting a new family show on Fridays and it's at 5 p.m. every mm -hmm. Friday night. Marrow. So they set it all up and the way they set the cameras up is so that if one powers down, the other one will point immediately at the sky to see what uh, what exactly took out the other camera. Yeah. So they've set they've set the cameras up to yeah be pointed up at the sky, which uh, Angel flags as sort of like because he, he's setting up for him and they're keeping like higher, higher. And he's like, why are you trying to film the sky? Um, so he's like pretty curious about what's going on with those cameras. And yeah, because the electricity goes out or with whatever this thing is, they've got two separate cameras to try to catch it. And he says to them, like, you know, do you want me? I can help you monitor the footage. Um, like, I, I can keep an eye on it, make sure it's all working well. And they're like, no, don't do that. They're trying to make money off whatever shot they're able to get, by the way. That's why they want to get the shot. They're like, we'll get a shot of whatever this is and we'll sell it. And that'll like solve all our problems. Interesting. OK. So that night, you know, OJ's in the house kind of like knocking around doing some stuff, night stuff. Emerald's in her trailer knocking around doing some night stuff and she's about to fall asleep. And OJ sees that the lights are on in the barn, Henley. And uh, OJ goes to the barn to investigate the lights. Henley. <sighs> <laughs> oh, don't do it. Just don't. So he goes in there and while he's in that barn. He sees uh, like he's looking around and in the corner, we oh look God. there, we don't see anything. But no. then when we look back ever so slightly, we see some sort of creature. begin to move. Oh, he's turned the lights off, by the way. No, so no, it's, no, 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 it is dark. He comes in. He's like, that's weird. Turns the lights off. And yeah. then, yeah, he like sent. This is like one of the scariest moments I thought in the whole movie where he like. And then, yeah, you just all of a sudden you see it looks like a panda to me. Did it look like a panda yeah. to you? Yeah, like, it did. This little thing in yeah. the corner. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it, it turns its head. And when it turns its head, OJ says, nope. Turns around <laughs> yep. And walks out and turns around with his camera to film it. And you could see the thing is following him. And it's like walking all creepy. 
droopy and moving its head. Is it the and, chimp? No, no, no. It, like, now it's like an alien. It looks like a true like yeah. alien. Okay. Which okay. I was actually worried about Emily because I'm like, oh no, they're showing the monster too yeah, soon. Yeah, don't do this it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know. Down, and down it's making little like clicky noises, but it's like yeah. walking. I mean, and then and. <laughs> And we see that there's another one. <gasps> yeah, what, there's what, two what, now. What, 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 like, and they're like, what's going on? And as he's like, he's backing up, he turns and in the stable next to him, another one drops down and he punches what? it in the face. Oh my God, what? <laughs> what? OJ. Yes. And it drops from the ground and the mask falls off. And it turns out it's Jupiter's three sons that came over to oh. say, don't mess with Jupiter's ranch. You stole our horse. Don't okay. mess with Jupiter's ranch. And okay. he's like, get on out of here, you stupid kids. Uh, but they also, they let Clover out. Oh, no. How many horses do they have? Like, they're running low on horses now. Lots of, they, they have lots. Lots okay. and lots. And okay. <laughs> I okay. assume okay. a place of unlimited horses. Okay. Got it's it. so Got interesting, it. though, because you're like, oh, these kids dressed up as aliens to prank him. It's like, how do they know that this is what I'm thinking in the moment is like, how do they know that we're thinking about aliens? Like what? And but so. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. These kids are ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, by far. Uh, so mean, in the meanwhile, OJ goes to go f- try to find Clover to let Clover back in. When okay. he's going to go run and try to find Clover, a praying mantis drops on one of the uh, cameras. And it's funny because it's a jump scare of the movie. <laughs> and it shows uh, we see the praying mantis. We realize it's a praying mantis. Uh, and this also is cutting between footage of Angel at Fry's Electronics monitoring the footage, even though they told him not to. Okay. So he's uh, monitoring the footage while he's and monitoring. And Palmer is too. Yeah, Emerald is watching the cameras from home. Can I just say, I love people monitoring footage. I just love any scene of anyone monitoring footage. It's like always, I'm just always love to see it. I don't know why. It just makes me happy. <laughs> it's fun. It just it's makes great. me happy. <laughs> it's always, but in a horror movie, it's always going to end poorly. Yeah, yeah it's going to be scary. It's terrifying. So she's monitoring the footage. He's monitoring the footage. OJ's out in the field trying to get the horse. While he's out there trying to get the horse, the lights go out again. You hear the hum. Mm. The lights go out again. Kiki Palmer gets freaked out. Sorry, Emerald gets freaked out, runs out. She's looking down. She's trying to call uh, OJ on his phone. He's not answering his phone. So she starts screaming from the other. She says, OJ, do you see that? And in this, because she sees the uh, the the thing fly overhead, and she said, "OJ, do you see that?" And in this very very good uh, good response, Daniel, I mean, uh, OJ's looking up, and he goes, "Uh huh." It's one of my favorite parts of the movie because he's just like, "Yeah, I I see it too." Well, and meanwhile, sorry, Kiki Palmer's on the phone as well with um. Angel has called her yes. and he like, says, there's a praying mantis on the camera. And she's like, you're not supposed to be watching the footage. But so then they're on the phone and he starts to see that one of the cameras went out. So now he knows something's going on. So they're on the phone. And yep. now she runs out to be like, OJ, the thing, it, the fucking thing is here. Yeah. But they can't get the shot because the fucking praying mantis is on. Do we see, do we see the, the thing? Do we see, what is this thing? Like, what is it? It looks like, it looks like a true flying saucer. It's just yes. as much as we can tell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's like flying over. We keep seeing and we keep glimpses of it, but we haven't like like looked at it, looked at it yet. So we see it and uh it takes up clover at some point, horse screams again. And you see it's like it creates a little like dust tornado and yeah, and this horse gets like sucked up through it screaming. Wait, the horse gets sucked up into the UFO. Okay. Well you okay. don't see yeah, you just see it go up. It also sucks up the decoy. This time. And when it sucks up the decoy, uh, you kind of you see it kind of like fly away. 
Okay. And uh, and all of a sudden, OJ runs back to the house. The lights come back on. And that's kind of the end of the night. Oh, my God. The next day, Angel shows up to the uh, shows up in regular clothes, not in his work uniform, shows up in his uh, in the Fry's electronics truck. And he says um, he goes and he just he kind of gets out of the car and they see that he's there. And he's like, what's up? They're like, what are you doing here? And he says, I was monitoring your footage. And he kind of looks past them and stares. He goes. Yo, that's crazy. Y'all don't see that? And they say, see what? And it cuts to the next scene of them looking at their cameras in the barn. And in the barn, he says, tell me when you see it. And you see all these clouds moving overhead, but one cloud is not moving. Oh, It's shit. just sitting there. And he says, that cloud has been sitting there for a long time. And they're like, mm. and he goes, it's a perfect place to hide a ship. And Daniel and uh, OJ all of a sudden is like, yeah, but like, what if it's not a ship? And so he says, what do you, well, like, and, and we're like, and even at that time, I was like, what do you mean? What if it's not a ship? Cause I had no idea where this was going. I'm like, I have no idea. What else oh, currently, could it be? currently where yeah. we are right now. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Explain please. OJ. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty wild. So then it then cuts to, uh, the next, uh, title card that shows up, I believe is Gordy. Okay. And then it shows in a flashback, it shows uh, Ricky, young Ricky. Uh, it's uh, Jupiter as a child. Uh, he's sitting on set. And that scene that we heard in the opening mm-hmm. credits, we're now seeing. Mm-hmm. So we see that it's this family there. It's a blended. Well, it looked like a blended family to me, but it could just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a family there. And they're there. They're talking and they're celebrating birthdays. And they say, hey, you know, we're getting birthdays. And they're all talking about giving birthday gifts to this chimp. Chimp's name is Gordy. The chimp's name is Gordy. Uh, and then at one point, they're, you know, they're going through all their lines and all that. And it's very natural because at one point, Ricky forgets a line and, and he has to repeat it. And all of a sudden, uh, the balloons pop and Gordy goes nuts. And it doesn't show us. Instead, what it does is it cuts to black again. Then it shows a camera view coming from backstage. It is terrifying. <gasps> from, from backstage onto the set. And so it's just like, and you see all this carnage that's been wreaked. You see audience members hiding in their seats. You see, uh, and then it goes to the actual stage living room where they were back to where we were in the beginning. And it cuts to the fact that Ricky is now under the table with no blood on his face. And okay. it goes back and shows, uh, it shows, um, Gordy coming in the room. And as Gordy's walking around, he tries to tap one of his victims whose feet are on the ground, trying to disturb them again. And you see the, the TV dad come downstairs and say, Gordy, stop. Stop. Oh no. Beats the trash out of his dad. Like just be, like drags him into the kitchen, beats the like beats the snot out of him, comes out of the kitchen, has blood all over him. Just and this is the scene we started with. Blood all over his face, blood all over his hands, walks in and he looks over. And now we know that we are young Ricky under the table. Holy and we shit. see and we see uh Gordy turn towards the camera and look straight at us. Walks over there and all of a sudden he seems like a a chimp again, just being cool, hanging out. And he offers a bloody fist to, uh, to Ricky to fist bump. And as Ricky's handing him a bloody fist, uh, the authorities come and shoot the, uh, shoot the chimp in the head. And it's like, it's very, it's actually pretty traumatic. Like it's it's really, and I'm glad you described it so well because I did not open my eyes for one moment of this scene. So uh, Joel had seen it before. So he was like, when the title card Gordy comes up, maybe don't watch. (laughs) And I was like, great. So did the, did the chimp like murder a bunch of people on set? The chimp murdered at least two people. Oh shit. Oh shit. It cuts from that to, uh, adult Ricky 
at Jupiter's claim, getting ready to do his show. And it just cuts it on his face and he's being real sullen. And then all of a sudden it shows him in the outside arena and it's called Out Yonder. So it's he's in this outdoor arena and inside and he's standing next to a box that has a curtain over the box. And he starts to tell he starts to tell a story and basically says, hey, so every Friday for the last six months, there's been this visitor that comes and it takes uh, it takes one of the horses essentially starts explaining that it takes one of the horses every time. And in just under an hour, y'all are going to see this horse. And he pulls down the curtain and it's lucky he's going to says you're going to see this horse take flight. And this is the same horse from the beginning that's on the green screen. And we know this because at some point, OJ says when he's setting up the camera with Angel and M, he goes, he picks up the flyer off the ground and he says, I'm going to go get lucky because he started to suspect something. And it started with him saying, I don't know if that's a ship. So Mm -hmm. you see him headed over to go get his horse at the same time this presentation is happening. Yeah. And in this speech that that Jupe gives, he says, like, you're about to witness like extraterrestrial something and like and you see that he is. His he's wearing the greatest outfit, like a red velvet suit, like Western wear suit. And on the back is a flying saucer like uh, embroidered on it. And you see those alien costumes that his kids were wearing are like there for sale. And it's it's like this big reveal. This is his new show that he's been working on, which is showing people this thing that now uh, OJ and Emerald know about. And he says in his speech, like, I, you know, I offer it these horses. I believe this this entity, whatever it is, like trusts me. And so it's going to come and like it's going to give you all a great show. So he is also we now learn he has noticed this thing as well. And he has turned it into uh, like a live show. Are there a lot of people there? Is there like a huge audience? There aren't a lot, but there's like there's probably like. 20 people in the audience. I just feel like yeah. this is a I'd pretty 20 huge, to 30, yeah. This is a huge thing to be showing. I feel like oh, this I is kinda, it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> this is a um, showstopper. And he does point out too, he's like, and you know, I'm so glad my my former co-star is here, my my very first crush. Um, and we see a veiled figure in a wheelchair with a t-shirt with like a child actor's little girl's face on it, and she like, you know, does a little wave, and it's very clear to us that, oh, this is the girl who got Mauled? disfigured by Mauled. this chimp. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. And it was, Fuck. It's, she's, it's pretty gruesome. You've seen her in the trailers. If you watch the trailers as somebody with like a very, like a pretty, she's pretty mauled. So when, when they have that exchange, for some reason they look over and they said this was going to happen in under an hour. But all of a sudden they look over there and they see that the power and it's funny because the way they show that the power is out is they show this icy machine that's in the middle of the arena mm. and it's like cactus flavored ices. All, it's just a bunch mm-hmm. of ices on there. And it's you see the thing spinning and you see them stop and you hear mm. the overhead mm, again. Turns out that this thing has shown up again early and you can see that flags are falling out of its mouth uh, for some reason. Holy and then all of a sudden they are all looking up. They see it come out. And from from Ricky's point of view, we see all of these people getting sucked up into this uh, saucer. And at this point, it shows us the inside view and it looks it looks terrifying. It looks like almost like they're going into this inflatable, but very claustrophobic, almost like a. uh, uh, bounce house like imagine a bounce house but like extremely tight oh my god so it's just suck it's sucking up all the audience members yeah and they're there's they are screaming terrified all the screaming is just really terrible yeah the, in, in terms of horror elements these are what we're talking about it's yeah. like yeah yeah 
there's these very this parts where it's just like, yeah, this this is a thriller, yeah. but this is like, I don't like this. It's unsettling. We see them inside of whatever this thing is. Yeah. Yes. And it like, yeah, it creates this like big dust sort of funnel because it's just sucking everything up. Yeah. Except for the horse. Yeah. Well, because the horse stayed its stayed its behind in the stable, lucky yep. <laughs> lucky was not running out there. Which I laughed very much because I'm like, even the horse said nope at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm not going up there. Um, but yeah, all these people like you know the thing comes and they're like, oh my god, and they like take out their phones and they're like, whoa, 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 and then yeah, they just all get sucked right sucked up. up. Does Ricky get yeah. sucked up? Ricky sucked up. Yeah, everyone's gone. Ricky, yeah, oh Ricky does. Every they all everyone yeah. there. So OJ at this point, OJ shows up and it, it and it's so terrifying. Now the amusement park is terrifying. You can hear the announcement that the park is closed is on and it keeps on repeat. So OJ's like walking around. There's no one there. <sighs> he walk and he's looking for Lucky. He's like, Lucky, where you at? It looks like a tornado came through too. It's yeah. like things are knocked over, like but it's yeah, a mess. not a soul in sight. He walks over to out yonder. He sees Lucky and he sees Lucky inside the glass stable out there. And he keeps calling. He's he's looking and calling to Lucky, but Lucky's not coming. And at this point, this masterful shot of just the sky. And we could see the little the uh, the flag saucer kind of just going by just like in the background. And he's still going, Lucky, Lucky, get over here. Lucky. And he he's not going out in the open. He's staying covered. It's like, Lucky, get over here. Lucky, Lucky. Lucky. And he's trying to get Lucky to come over and Lucky won't come. And then at some point we see the flag saucer come straight down into the arena and just come up like with uh, the hole facing uh, facing uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And then it cuts to black. Again. Holy shit. Yeah, this is what? wild. <laughs> it's wild. What? How, so, how big is this flying saucer? Like, is it's it enormous. Huge. The hole inside the flying saucer was the size of two school buses. Okay. So okay. And it's just it's, eating these people? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, so I think, but is this a moment where he, so he, the flying saucer comes mm -hmm. and like uh, g goes to him and tries, I think, to suck him up. Yep. And he um, hits and the he roof. And he hits the roof because he's under like the walkway to the stadium and that knocks him out and he gets okay, knocked see. out cold. And so yeah. he doesn't get sucked up. But yeah. And so then it cuts to black. Then he wakes up injured but there and lucky is also still there <laughs> lucky is still there. it's funny he's, lucky's there and he calls uh he calls emerald and they're having they're clearly having issues talking back and forth and when he calls emerald he says there uh he says hey it's not a ship uh he goes it's and he says I, 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 did he call it an animal i'm not sure what he called it but he says basically it's not a ship it's a giant monster that's sucking up people yes, yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's, yeah it's it's, he tell, i think he says he's, he's yeah he said it's yeah. eating them it ate all yeah. of them oh yeah my and he says God. he thinks this is his home and this isn't at home but it, it thinks this is his home so get out like basically, basically he's like trying to warn them locks up he puts lucky in the trailer drives back and starts driving back to the ranch and at at the ranch, Bre uh, Angel, who was trying to drive away after uh, helping, you know, fix the cameras and all that, uh, he's listening to I Wear My Sunglasses at Night. Oh, because, yeah, there's okay. a, there, the reason that he came is it's about to rain that night. Um, it's going to it's about to pour. And so he wants to tarp up the camera. So he's there to do that. We all come home after a long day of work. And what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. 
I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Carving it up, it's like it's about to rain. And so, yeah, he goes to drive away, and it does start pouring down rain. Okay. Yeah. And he's driving away and all of a sudden he's listening to I Wear My Sunglasses at Night and uh, the song slows down and the power goes out. Ooh. And so Angel runs back into the house and uh, Emerald's in there too. Angel grabs a knife and goes under the table in the living room. And in a very terrifying sequence, we see the, the saucer now comes overhead and it starts, it's basically having indigestion because it's now letting it like all of a sudden it's throwing up all of the parts of the people, all of the metal objects oh. and all that stuff. And then you oh. see blood covering the entire house. What? It's dripping down the windows. Emerald's looking and there's a picture of her mom that's terrifying for some reason. And there's yeah. like, it's like all this stuff happening. And you see, uh, uh, you see OJ driving up to the house. He sees the saucer is at the house. And so he stops and he opens the door just a little bit to get out and as he does that he sees it overhead it's so great wait i want you to do it <laughs> he <laughs> sees it overhead as soon as he opens it he looks up and he looks up for one second it goes nope and closes the door <laughs> and yep, locks the yep, door yep, what's so yep. cool is so the saucer is over the house and it's like yeah just like pouring blood onto the house and and dropping all these massive objects because when it sucked up everything at jupiter's claim it got like stadium seats it got that wheelchair so it's also mm. like shit is just like raining down on the house and it feels like it's doing that intentionally like it it's going over that there because it like now is like you motherfucker you're in my space like yeah. this is my space like get out i'm gonna eat you and, kill and you. yeah um, and, but it's pouring down rain and so yeah oj has like stopped his car and it's pouring down rain, pouring down rain, pouring down rain. And the rain stops over it. Like all of a sudden it's not raining anymore. And that's when he opens the door, looks out and he realizes the rain has stopped because the thing is now over his car. Oh, yep. shit. And that's when he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And so when he sits there in his car for a minute and he locks the door, which is also a funny scene. And while he's sitting there, all of a sudden the deco horse falls and busts through the windshield. Jump scare. Everyone's oh, terrified. Huge jump scare. Yeah. So uh, that happens. And essentially... Angel and Emerald are trapped in the house. OJ is trapped in his car and they stay there overnight. Okay. When they wake up in the morning, um, uh, OJ gets to the house and he basically goes to Angel's uh, 
car. It's basically like a um like a geek squad car, like a big van, mm-hmm. like a sprinter van. And he goes to there and he tells them to come to the van. While they're coming to the van, he has a flashback to when Lucky saw his reflection in the mirror. And he mm-hmm. says, I think if you don't look at it, it won't eat you. So don't look up at it, because if you look up at it, it'll eat you. So he gets them in the car. They drive away. And in a very funny scene, they are smoking weed and, and uh, on Oculus at Brandon at um, Angel's house. Angel's house. Yeah. Trying to unwind from what just Wait, happened. Is Oculus the like vi- 3D video VR, VD, yeah. VR thing? Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. okay. So uh, Angel <laughs> and, and Emerald are both doing VR and, That's really and OG funny. is just sitting there like. It's just like this, this is yeah. just processing. Really, so the, the, the flashback to the eye thing is like it's very cool that, that now this comes. To, so like this is the twist, right? It's like it's actually a monster movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. that it like that's why it's like it's like Jaws. It just feels it felt it feels also it did feel very Jurassic Park to me of just like it's this big thing. We're trying to figure out how to get away from it, but um, it's because it's an animal and OJ's an animal trainer. It's like his mm. understanding of how animals operate is now coming into play, and that's mm. why he was like because the horse freaked out when it saw a, a reflection of a horse, yes, and that's why it kicked the woman. And so he's sort of like, okay, animal logic, like just don't don't look at it because that it's true, like. You, if you make eye contact with an animal when they're already feeling aggressive, it feels threatened and it and it attacks you. So yeah, it also points to uh, like the one thing that I think is noted is that there's a difference between how OJ is treating animals and how uh, how Jupiter is treating animals. And Jupiter is like even from a kid, he's mm. like playing with trained animals, all of that, and they all get attacked. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he's playing with train, he's playing with animals again mm-hmm. when everyone gets sucked up and killed. Right, he's like his. Uh, belief that like he that oh this this animal trusts me i have a good relationship with yeah. it and it's like no you fucking don't it's a wild animal it's a creature like you can't and you can't just use an animal like that like in that way and, it's he, kind gets, of abusive. and he gets his yeah yeah and then yeah. oj on the other hand is like speaking treating them with reverence and mm-hmm. training them and like being don't look at any eye be careful all that stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. while they're with Angel, uh, they there's a series of exchanges between them and they decide that they need to they need to tame this animal and essentially do something to get the shot. Tame this animal. Uh, they want to make sure they get the shot because they, they want to make sure that they have money in the ranch. They solve it. Uh, but they, it's important for them to like to go back and try to tame the animal instead of trying to uh, uh, instead of trying to like work with it for a show or whatever. So yeah. they decide yeah. to do that. And this is when they and they had talked to Antler's host early in the movie about trying to get this shot, but they decided to do the cameras on their own and they call back Antler's host and uh, finally, he comes over. Uh, I'm not sure what actually triggered him to actually come see. So, yeah, they call him to. Tr- she got his number off the call sheet from that that job they got fired from, and, and they call him trying to get him to yeah help them get the shot. She says like you know people say about you that you can get the impossible shot, and like that's what we need. And he's he says some line about like if you're if you're chasing the impossible shot, like you're looking to be on top, and that's a dream you never wake up from. He's just like really been in Hollywood too long. But then we see him later seeing on the news a news story about all the people vanishing from mm-hmm. Jupiter's claim mm-hmm. and them saying like something weird is going on in Agua Dulce. And so that he's like he can't resist mm. getting the, the perfect shot. It's that he, you know, so that's how he decides to to show up and, and try to get it. OK, so they go back to the ranch. And when they get back to the ranch, Antler's host is there and the four of them come up with this idea that they're going to basically guide the uh, the saucer in a certain way so that they can get the picture of it uh, while also detecting where it is in the ranch. The way they do that is they get a bunch of those 
wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men. From, oh, that's uh, from the trailer. I was wondering when yeah. that was going to come in. Okay. Yeah. So they put those all over the ranch and they uh, they hooked them up to power to batteries that they pulled from all of the cars of the dead people at Jupiter's claim. So they pull all of the very dark, pull all the batteries out of the car, set up all these wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men. They uh, <laughs> they put um they get uh uh, OJ to be on a horse to guide the saucer down. And in a very funny scene, um, Antler's host mentions that he brings a camera that doesn't need any battery electronic electricity. And Emerald turns to OJ said, I told you he was going to show up with a camera that didn't need no electricity. I told you. And they do this high five where they slap each other's hands like five times. It's, it's so fun. It's very like so pumped. Yeah. So you can, and they're both are, it's like very entertaining. Any sort of like getting ready for the to fight the monster montage you know where it's like okay we'll get these Gearing things set up, up but everybody's got their positions yeah. they like use use a little they use like little monopoly pieces on a on a board to be like okay here's my role here's my role they get walkie talkies they label them with each of their names thimble uh, yes. a cowboy hat like whatever they are they also decide to name the monster jean jacket so now oh. from now on we can we will refer to the monster as Jean jacket. I loved that as a horse name. Yes, that, that will make the rest of this explanation much easier. <laughs> uh, so essentially, uh, Antlers and Angel are off to the side on the ranch trying to catch the shot. Emerald is in the barn uh, watching the cameras and OJ is out roving on the ranch so he could be bait uh, for to get Jean Jacket to come the way they need him to come. Mm hmm. He puts a little mask like there's you can put masks over horses faces mm. that are, it's like mesh. Mm -hmm. So it so the horse couldn't look Jean Jacket in the eye, even if it wanted to. Um, it was just keeping keeping Lucky safe, which is really sweet, which was good. I, although I think Lucky could take care of, of himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lucky clearly knows not to yeah. look up. <laughs> well, Lucky did this before. But like, nah, very sweet. nah, I'm good. <laughs> So they're getting this thing all set up. Clearly something's going on. Yeah. And, and Key, uh, Kiki Palmer, Emerald sees on this footage or like she's monitoring footage, somebody showing up on a motorcycle. And she's like, fuck, guys, somebody's here. Let me go see what's going on. She goes out to talk to him and learns he's from TMZ. And he's like, like, what happened to Jupiter's claim? Like, do you want to talk about it? he's got a camera on her? And she's like, we're not going to tell you anything. Fuck, fuck off, basically. And so he's like, OK, well, you whatever. And so then he starts riding his motorcycle <gasps> he's gonna get eaten in the direction of jupiter's claim and she's like don't go that way don't go that way and he does mm. and so that now they're all like oh fuck he's the bait like this guy's now gonna get himself killed they also had there's a great line where so the power does start going out jean jacket is coming and we because some of our guys start going down the little like wavy guys are like okay jean jacket's over there he's on his bike in the going in the direction of where it's an electric motorcycle too yeah, they go, what, what's going to happen when someone on an electric bike is going 60 miles an hour towards a, like a, basically a, a wall, right? Like the, the electricity is just going to cut because it, the jean jacket, yeah, like creates this like Field, barrier yeah. basically of, yeah. And so what happens is he fucking flies off that bike oh, just like you'd expect him to. It makes to. a crazy funny noise. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. And it's it's very funny. Then they're up antlers and, and they're all talking on walkie talkies to each other. And antlers and uh, and Angel are up at like the top of the hill looking down. And and Angel goes like, well, he's he's definitely dead. Right. There's 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 no way he survived that. And then it's all it's like comic but also really dark that then you just hear him screaming and you're like yeah. fuck he's oh, not dead 
I'm glad they made him a TMZ reporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that was definitely a wink. Yeah, no one, yeah, no oh, one deserves yeah. this, but um, that's funny. That's a TMZ reporter. <laughs> so uh, OJ goes over to make sure that he's okay. And in trying to help him, the TMZ reporter keeps trying to get, ask for his camera. And it's kind of it, it slows down the process of OJ getting him on the horse and getting out of there. Oh, also, sorry, as he goes to pick him up, you can <gasps> oh, like no. see that the guy's arms are like really broken. Oh, it's yeah. so gross. So you can like it's. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. And so as he's trying to take him, uh, he, he hears Jean Jacket coming back and uh, OJ he's just like OJ says, I'm sorry. Or he says, my bad, man. And leaves him, gets on his horse, which was the right thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to die for you. So he gets on the uh, horse and basically leaves. And this guy is sucked up into the, into, by, uh, by Jean Jacket. Yeah. And at this point, uh, I believe this is the next point. At this point, OJ puts his hood on and decides to make a, what Emerald calls a run, which is down the main thoroughfare towards the house so that the, uh, they can get the camera shot. The hood, it's important to note, he put two, um, like reflectors on the back of the hood that look like eyes. So that's all. He puts his hood up to make it look like it's something looking at Jean Jacket in order to lure Jean Jacket. So he could be riding away fast, but Jean Jacket thinks he's being looked at. So that's like how they're luring. Okay, got it. Jean Jacket. Okay. And the other important thing to know about this hoodie is that it's a Scorpion King crew hoodie. So it says crew on the back and it says Scorpion King. Nice, it, nice, So we know nice. where it's from. And do you know the deal with the flag? There's flags attached? Uh, because I think... The uh, it would give them it, the he had trouble digesting flags last time, and so okay, okay. Uh, it would also give them something something for him to look at to also chase. So it also okay, it, extends it, the the like a fishing. Oh, line. G- gives them more distance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So okay. there's a uh, so he's riding, he's riding. Jean Jacket's after him. He lets out a parachute that has a string of flags on it, and as he goes by another smaller barn, he drops off the horse into the barn. They get the shot. Okay. And Lucky gets away. They, they get yeah. it. The, the, and okay. Jean takes good. the bait. He ends up eating the flags. Wow. And it, it's like, yeah, yeah it works. Okay. It did yeah. it. Okay. So we're good. And then the director's like, the director's like, hey, yo, it's about to be 5 p.m. Magic hour. And he's like, yo, uh, let me try. I'm going to try to get it. Basically says I'm going to get another shot. No. So he wants to get it better. Is, is yeah. Antlers. Yeah. Yep. Antlers. You're going to fucking kill he's everyone. He's like, yeah, that was good. But. No. Could be better. So he says, Antler, everyone's like, no, don't do this. This is a bad idea. He goes up there and he's standing on the mountain with the, with the camera filming, trying to get that shot. As he's filming, trying to get that shot, he's eaten. The camera's eaten. Uh, Angel is almost eaten. Oh, shit. But he's luckily Angel gets away. And when Angel is almost sucked up, actually what happens is Angel's about to get sucked up and he's covered with a blue tarp that wind just blows onto him. He rolls down a hill into a barbed wire fence. He then wraps himself in the barbed wire fence so that when he's then trying to get sucked up again, he's stuck. Well, he doesn't, doesn't cut him in half. He, he's tethered. He's anchored to the ground. So he's good. So he can't get sucked up. He's dropped, uh, to the ground again. But man, it would be real painful. He would still get pretty fucked up on that that barbed wire. Yeah, not at all. But, uh, so then while he's up in the air, all of a sudden we're looking at the, at Jean Jacket and Jean Jacket begins to unfold and it becomes like this. And this is very hard to describe because I've never seen this before. But imagine the most, the most decorative and big billowy wind bunch of sails, just okay. sails 
Yeah, it like sort of unfolds. It sort of looks like a, a flower like sailboat jellyfish type. Wow. Almost uh, also like um stingray. Got, you know, like okay. it just sort of is like it becomes this big. Oh, for, those, for those who can't see, Emily's doing a lot of arm motions right now. There's really a lot of arm making motions Jean jacket. Hidley, when you see it, you'll 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 get you'll it because it's like I it's hard to that. it's hard to describe it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And and the mouth. And what what we now know is the mouth is kind of like this, it's this beautiful bunch of squares that's like popping out. And they're almost like geometric shapes that are like coming out of the mouth. And it's beautiful, beautiful to behold that that's happening. And that monstrosity, beautiful monstrosity turns towards OJ and starts tracking OJ down while Emerald is trying to get away uh, away from now. And I'm sorry, while it was trying to snatch up uh, Angel, it had also tried to snatch up Emerald. And that is the scene you see in the credits where you see her get sucked up. Mm. And she's sucked up and kind of flung to a different side of the ranch where she gets up and they, they've now sucked up. Jean Jacket has sucked up the house. It's sucked up all this stuff and it's blossomed into this full creature. At this point, Emerald is next to where the TMZ electric bike is. And OJ is on the opposite side of Jean Jacket, close to the house and she's saying run run and he's he's all there on the horse and he looks at her and he does the same thing he did as a kid which is two eyes on me two eyes on you two eyes on me two eyes on you and i'm i'm losing it i'm upset i no one wanted (laughs) no one wanted this to happen so all of a sudden we see her the power to her bike because the reason why she couldn't leave was because the power to her bike was off because the chain jacket was overhead the power to her bike comes on uh oj tells her to run she starts riding off and we don't see what happens to oj but we know something has happened to oj he's like he's luring jean jacket away from her yeah so that she can get away on the bike and so we see yeah we just see that happening he's like riding away trying to pull jean jacket away and emerald gets on the bike and rides to, uh, to jupiter's claim okay yeah so she rides to jupiter's claim she goes there it's the same devastation that had happened there before um but when she rides there uh this time and jean jackets after her, hot on her tail she rides there and what she does is there's a big inflatable jupiter a big cartoonish looking jupiter that's that's attached to the top of one of the one of the barns at Jupiter's claim, she releases it into the sky and it starts to float up. And as it floats up, it floats over the well that she took a picture with mm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And in a very dramatic sequence of scenes, you see that flying overhead and slowly she's trying to take pictures. There's all these tokens on the ground. She's using them to take pictures over and she over has to, again. She like wind it to yeah. the like dick, 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 <laughs> flash. Put in a new quarter. Dick, 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 dick flash it was like a very intense scene ah! yeah so finally at that moment uh jean jacket comes overhead it grabs the inflatable jupiter out of the sky and starts chewing on it and as it's uh as it's floating away uh as it's floating away the jupiter pops and destroys jean jacket oh fuck yeah yeah and what? then the camera turns back to emerald and she's like yeah 
around. Like she just like lets out this primal scream, says, don't pay, don't F with the Haywoods. And she's like mourning now because she lost her father six months ago and she's lost her brother now. And she's like really upset. And the camera pops out at the edge on the edge. And we see that she got the picture. So it's in the, in the, in the, um, in the slot or whatever. She turns and she sees all these news people coming up to the entrance of the park. And, you know, she sees them and she kind of turns around the cameras on her face. And all of a sudden she's facing her back is now to where the news cameras and the people were coming and she's facing out yonder and she looks at out yonder and you see her face start to change and she starts to get emotional. She starts crying and it turns, uh, it turns back and we see beyond like the silhouette with the wavy, you know, we're, we're, um, with heat wave and all that stuff where stuff looks like, like a mirage almost. Mm. You see, uh, OJ in his orange, uh, hoodie on his hoodie on his horse. Woo! Alive and well with Lucky. <laughs> alive and well. Yes. And that's the end of the movie. Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh my God, Ronald, get out of here. That was yeah, so it was, good. It was I was awesome. on the edge of my goddamn seat the entire time. Wait, OJ's yeah. alive? Wait, OJ's this alive. is not alive this is like not oh, actually. So, a is, movie. so is Angel. So is Angel's alive too. Oh, okay. Angel Angel's and OJ, are, yeah. And, act- and actually that was a trivia that um that his character was supposed to die yeah. in like the first seven several drafts of the script he yeah. was supposed to die and he the act, Brandon Perret the actor kept being like no <laughs> don't kill my character don't kill my character and he, and he won and they and they didn't <laughs> they didn't need to really right they like, didn't need to we no. didn't want to see him die we really no. didn't like yeah it's like it's so interesting because it is technically a horror movie but this is it's so much more like Jaws where it's yeah. like yeah at the end you beat the monster yes. and your hero survives yes yeah. yes you gotta swim to shore but you'll be all right <laughs> yes 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 I yeah. loved it but what the hell is this movie about <laughs> well, see, you know what I, I've had this argument I was talking to Nick about this on uh on my podcast leaving the theater mm-hmm. uh Check and we, we talk about that uh about the fact that I think that he when I sat down and what I realized happened to me by the time the movie was over, I was so excited to have just watched a story from beginning, middle and end that is not part of a larger cinematic universe. Right. I didn't need to know anything going in. Yes. None of that. Ugh. And there was really little to know. Maybe there's an allegory there that people want to unpack because Get Out had one and they think us had one. But for me, when I left this movie, I really just left saying, man, I. I really enjoyed that movie and I hope yeah. he made, I hope they give him more chances to make these because no one's talking about the allegory of Jaws. You know what I mean? They're just saying That's like, such a good man, point. That's such yeah. a good point. It's just because Get Out made such an impression on people exactly. and it like clearly had such a story to tell and like honestly was like a learning experience for a lot of white people especially. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. now looking for that from Jordan Peele all the time and it's like uh, let's just let him do what he does best which is fucking like make so such a good movie like yes. so entertaining yeah so i've read some i've like looked at some articles and read some things and and based on like so my my feelings that i had leaving it and then talking to people and then yeah looking at at some articles i feel like the message that so on the one hand he did make it you know in in covid and it was an, he mm. said it's a time when people were thinking the movies were dead and he wanted to make a movie that was like a, a spectacle like a big movie mm. that you like have to go see that feels true, like like Jaws, like Jurassic Park, like one of those movies that like you gotta go see it. Uh, but but the, you know with the with TMZ being there, mm. with everybody needing to, with the guy, you know the antlers dying to get the better shot. There's it's like about 
our need to like our obsession with it too. Our obsession like with with things that are bad. horrifying and like and yeah, the way that that um, Gordy is treated and then the way that Jupe treats Jean Jacket is like all the exploitation and like the media and um uh, he uh, there he was quoted saying one time uh, Nope is a or maybe this isn't a quote from him quote from an article so you love that <laughs> that uh, I'm not getting any credit for that uh, annotation but uh, Nope is about holding a mirror up to us and our inability to look away from drama or peril mm. yeah. just like needing more of the things that horrify us well and, and then it in turn like devastating us i mean yes. i think the core of this yeah. movie is the trauma that happened to ricky with gordy yes, the, the, the way he he doesn't actually process his trauma he just goes like oh no no yeah it's funny it's fun it. i've got props yeah. um you know yeah and he's like yeah. doing it to himself when he is clearly so deeply traumatized yeah even the way he talks about it, he's like, you got to see the SNL sketch. It's so and funny. And we just keep putting ourselves as humans. We keep putting ourselves in these situations of like danger where we're like underestimating the dangerous quality of what we're doing. Like the at end when Antlers wants to get the second shot. It's like, dude, yeah. you're going to die. You're going to yeah, die worry. doing that. Is it worth it? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. And like a fucking yeah, TMZ guy coming to be like, where'd all those people go? A bunch of people disappear. Talk to me. It's like this is real trauma. Like this is really horrifying that ooh, anything to do with child actors in general scares me. Like you could tell me the most banal, boring story about child actors and something about <laughs> that, about it would like deeply upset me. Uh, but uh, this story was very disturbing. The Gordy story is very, very, very scary. Well, do you not remember this? It's not a it's not a um like what didn't happen on a TV set, but I remember this when this happened very vividly because I used to love chimpanzees. I don't know if I've ever told you this that I used to want to like I had a thousand stuffed chimpanzees a bunch of books on jane goodall i was like i i was going to be jane goodall that was my life i was going to live in the wilderness with chimpanzees um and then this there was this chimp that was uh, a pet of of this couple um in connecticut and they had like trained it to be a little like a member of their family like it like wore clothes and ate at their table and i think he did do commercials and stuff and one day he freaked out and T- took the face off <gasps> one of their friends the face the face yeah, yeah. she did survive but it, it, they killed the chimp obviously um and they learned after that it had lyme disease and that's maybe oh. why it like freaked out it's all it's such a horrible 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 story i don't remember this happening no yeah oh, oh it's awful god i have never heard that before that's fucked up yeah. no thank you so emily after that your love of chimps declined yeah i was sort of like oh um okay i don't need to and i don't i don't blame the chimp in that scenario i really don't but it's just, just a reminder of like hey don't hang out with wild animals actually <laughs> see i never i never blame the animals that's just like when yeah, uh, right. when chris rock said that tiger went tiger like when he was talking about sick field sick free to road he's like yes. no the t- it was crazy when the tiger was riding a bike and wearing a hat they said when the tiger acted <laughs> like a tiger no one should have yeah. been surprised you would have blamed the t- it's just like when they killed um when they shot uh the the monkey that everybody voted for in 2016 uh <laughs> oh <laughs> you guys, the 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 chimp that every like it was Harambe when they killed Harambe. Harambe. Yes. Yes. Was Harambe a chimp or a gorilla? A gorilla. Oh, a, gorilla. a gorilla. A gorilla. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about yeah, that Which, too. like, that was not Harambe's. No. Like, Harambe was being Harambe. And y'all, like, man. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I think there there has to be something to said about. And that's why I like talking so much about OJ and the reverence of animals and mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. with them and taming them. And, being and like, understanding yeah. them and, like, meeting it where... 
on its terms respecting it really at the end of the day it's like coming at it with respect instead of like i am a god and can control you and you will do what i say because that will that will humans like to do that i'll get you humans like to do that so i think yeah it's definitely making statements about that and humans being very very stupid um i also want to say that so i didn't want to give this trivia before because i didn't want you to know that it's an an animal but um the the animal's alien form is inspired by jellyfish octopods squid electric eels they use the way that electric eels work to for like the electric field around um Mm. uh jean jacket and 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 a knife ghost fish which is a fish that moves without fins it like is able to so that's like how they like figured out its movement it's really cool and like i was wondering when i saw it i was like why did Je- or why did jean jacket like change form so much at the end and it's like it's it's like how animals when they're getting ready to fight like get bigger oh it's sensing that it's being like attacked and so partnered with yeah and it's sort of like oh, wait but like look how big and strong and mm-hmm. crazy i am and it's so like it, it's just really cool that it comes down to like behavior of an animal mm-hmm. i uh, you so okay so ronald you're trying to ask like would i see this and the answer is absolutely i would yes i, <laughs> I thought <you> would, would. <laughs> anyone, i really think anyone can obviously there's some stuff that's like the screaming is tough i think the watching i think the hardest thing for me would be watching ricky be scared under that table i yeah, think the gordy the gordy part is tough the hardest, but the again hardest you part. could just they, he gives you title cards so gordy comes up close you can do it eyes, i didn't just my ears. not look <laughs> don't look don't look don't look it's more your ears than your eyes because it was yeah, yeah the ears are it's, that's usually how it is in horror movies like it's the audio and that's why i like to hear it retold with none of the tension yeah. of the audio <laughs> Ooh, but again i want to find out the uh, sound who did the sound because it's the sound is in Incredible. Also, yeah, it just it looks so good. Pretty. Well, you know, the cinematographer uh, Hoyt Hoyt Van Hoyt Van Hoytema. Yeah. And he used to work with uh, he worked exclusively with Christopher Christopher Nolan when they were Holy making uh, when they were making uh, IMAX films on IMAX cameras. Right, together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So Whoa. it's a, oh, I'm sorry. He's his new. He worked with him on Tenet and he okay. worked with him on Dunkirk. Uh, oh, and on Interstellar. I'm actually tripping. Interstellar, oh Dunkirk, all of them. Uh, and now he's working with him on uh, Oppenheimer as well. Damn, those are some good looking movies. I know that yeah. Jordan Peele mentioned signs, and obviously in the trailer, like there are signs, but it also really felt like Interstellar, like the house yeah. in the middle of farmland, yeah. that vibe. And also the family connection and the family banter. Interstellar, what a perfect film. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also did her if you like the cinematography on her. Yeah. oh wow yeah. I mean her is gorgeous yeah pretty to look at I want I would love to see this and I would love to see it in an IMAX but it really is worth seeing yeah, in agreed. an IMAX it's real it's like it's really it's a spectacle he wanted to like that was the whole point mm-hmm. he wanted to make a spectacle yeah. and he really did and it's interesting when I left I think I didn't I, I liked it I was like I had a good time but I think I, I was I mean I think this is with Jordan Peele that I'm like I'm I was thinking about like what what is he trying to make me feel? I was like thinking about that a lot, especially mm. towards the end cuz and this is also just a thing with a lot of horror movies is that the conclusion doesn't always add up to like what you thought the movie was like the first two thirds you are having ideas about where this is going to go and then the final third does what the movie does and so in reflecting on the movie since leaving the movie theater which is like I'm so curious to know now like having seen it twice, Ronald, and literally recording your thoughts on it after leaving the theater. <laughs> um, like how, uh, <laughs> how it like sits differently with 
it just sits differently with now upon reflection and it's what makes me really want to see it again because mm. I now I'm ready to see it and just like let it happen to me. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the second time I watched it, like the first time, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it and I feel like I let it happen to me the first time, but the second time so I watched it, I was able to like pay attention to, and which is, I, I like doing, I like being able to know what's happening in the movie. Know the yeah. Like see already. the things you see yeah. the setup and yeah. yeah. And see if they did a good job with the setup. And in this one, I thought they really did. And you know, there's been some discussion about, especially from, from influencers who I will not name on this podcast. So <laughs> okay, you don't get right? anything, but people <laughs> just saying nonsense about like what they think of the movie and how they thought it didn't make sense and all that. And I think it's because people still have a demand of Jordan Peele that he hit you with a twist. Like I said, like Shyamalan right. used to do that right. you come right. in and you get that twist. And I'm like, I think what Jordan Peele is doing is, is incredible because of the storytelling mm -hmm. and because of the craft. He's constructing good movies to look at, but he is also telling stories that we just, we don't get to hear often anymore or at all in some mm -hmm. cases. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that. And that's why I'll probably be in the theaters for every Jordan Peele release uh, as long as yeah, he keeps making that's them. That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. Everything is based off of IP these days. Everything's based off of a story yeah. that's already been done. It's a remake. It's part of the Marvel universe, whatever. Like Jordan Peele. Yeah. We need more of you. More originals. Oh my God. Okay. Well, mm. this was so good. Ronald, you are so great. Thank you for being you, This was amazing. perfect. Perfect storytelling. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. I, I, I loved being here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Ronald, tell us about leaving the theater. And, or in anything else you want to plug, we'd love to hear it. But you got to tell our listeners about leaving the theater. Well, uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Oh, it's Big Ron. That's at O-H-I-T-S-B-I-G-R-O-N to find all the projects that I'm working on. But the main one I'm looking at right now is leaving the theater, which is just a re movie review show and a television and a streaming properties review show where I review things right after I've seen them. In most cases, when I'm walking out of the theater, uh, God, and I, I, I do it That's by myself. Great. I do it with guests. Uh, so you get a very fresh take on what I just saw. And um, and uh, uh, when quarantine started, I mean, when uh, the pandemic started, the show started in 2019, immediately after the pandemic started. So I started watching stuff on my couch. So there's an on the couch version of this as well. I'm just oh, sitting cool. on my couch reviewing the movie as as it uh, as it goes off. So I think it's I, I like doing it. I enjoy it because it's fresh and I get into great conversations with some of the guests that are on there. But if people want like a real time reaction to a film before they see it you want to know what i think or after you see it you want to get into debate with me leaving the theater everybody like subscribe rate review do all the things you do on podcasts <laughs> it's it's like such a great idea i also it's so brave because i feel like like it like sharing your thoughts when you haven't had a chance to edit them you mm -hmm. know like just, because, I, I mean obviously that. you can that's, edit that's it because the it's real, podcast, that's the, that's but the like, real stuff you know yeah like an in the moment reaction is you haven't had time to be like do I, is this the right way to voice these thoughts? Like, it's just, yeah. I'm, I think it's so, so cool. And so I feel like such a cool little, like, history for yourself, too, to be like, how did I feel about this movie when I saw it? Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to, like, Agreed. get caught up in, like, other conversations or other feelings or memories of it, as opposed to, like, no, actually, I, this is what I thought when I stopped, yes. when I 
watch that movie. <laughs> and I think uh, like I, I enjoy doing it just for that reason. I just I mean, I'm an overthinker when it comes to films. And so typically mm-hmm. when it's on the screen, I'm already thinking I've already gone several levels, levels deep. And it's not hard for me to have a thought. Now, that thought could begin to uh, be articulated better over time. But there's something about the fresh thought right out of the oven that you're just like, Love this it. is my thought. And yeah. that's where it is. The first, it's like the instinct. It's like the instinctual. Yeah. 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 I I, yeah. I think that's so cool. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that gift with us um, today. We are very lucky. And can I just say, I, I really appreciate y'all having me like genuinely. I Oh my God, of course. I love your show. I Like I said, I, I like it because y'all are reviewing all of the movies that I'm never going to watch, but I really want to know about. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I listen to your funny people. Oh no, not funny people. Funny oh, games. Funny games. Oh, horrifying. God, funny games. Horrifying. Yeah, which I had read before and someone, and I'd read, I read the review the uh, whole synopsis, synopsis already yeah. but I wanted to, I was like yeah I want to hear I want to hear what do the ladies think of it was bad but I love the Emily at the end when you were like F this movie I was like yes it's terrible <laughs> oh, fuck this yes. movie oh I, yeah. I hated it oh, I really it didn't like so that one. That's one I know we need to do a roundup top 10 most hated hated movies funny yeah. tiny games would be right up there be number one next to audition next to green room well, been- you know oh, okay so y'all did watch audition I was, there's a bunch that y'all should i don't i almost want to like tell y'all you have no business <laughs> watching these there's one called a serbian film don't do it there's one called a okay. uh, suicide what is it called no the cannibal holocaust do not oh, do it oh no we know yeah, no, okay. no, 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 we've heard that. of it yeah. and i'm like no 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 human no, no, centipede no, no. don't do it no 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 we don't want to do it we don't want to do it we have henley people keep trying to get us to human centipede and it's henley's like absolutely no i just don't and sammy thinks it's funny maybe in our 10-year anniversary she'll do yeah you won't have a good time yeah sammy said she just she's she keeps being like it's funny it's funny and i was like sammy i don't trust you you know that I don't yeah, we have a different, you. we have a different bar for that. Emily, there's three of them, so yeah, don't. <gasps> Emily, there's th- there's three, so no. don't don't do any of them. No. I, I promise. No. I, I haven't watched them. I've read them, and I when I read them, I didn't Ooh, feel good. I didn't want to read them. Yeah, I, I had don't. to read like Kathy to get it out of my head. It was it was bad. It's <laughs> 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 funny. It's a perfect antidote. Oh, gosh. Ronald, thank you so much, and everybody, go see this freaking movie yeah, and it. like give. Give Jordan Peele your dollars. Let him know that we want these movies to be made more often. Mm-hmm. We support this kind of movie making. Mm-hmm. Do we have a voice and for this? Do we are there any really voices? Have a voice. Everybody's voices are pretty standard. People's, no, you, you people's got, voices. Oh, no, no, no. You got to do Emily. Do the one-eyed, one-armed flying purple people oh my god! We completely like, forgot we didn't about even that. mention that. Yeah. One, yeah, at one point, <laughs> at one point, Antlers does starts to, like does like a dramatic retelling of the lyrics to purple people eater he's like he was a one eye <laughs> one horn flying purple people eater <laughs> it's like it's so wild so yeah we got new antlers which is okay okay from all of us here at too scary didn't watch goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.